Hello and welcome to the coolest kids. I am one of your hosts, Terrence Wiggins, joined I'm, by your other host. Y- yes, me. Hi, I'm also one of one of hosts, one of the several hosts, Brock Wilbur. We we have two hosts. That is not several. That is a couple at most. Is there a difference between a couple and several? Well, I mean, a, a couple is a yeah, couple. A, a, cu- <laughs> a couple is a couple. Several is hmm. well, several. Hmm. Hmm. Aren't you a professional writer? I've written in a couple of places. <laughs> Don't you get paid for this? So, so by a couple, I mean ask not your many, ask your wife, not several. <laughs> uh, and we have a guest today. We're not running, not solo, not duo. We're running tr- trio. Guest, who are you? Uh, you know, I ask myself that every day. Really, it's uh. <laughs> It's a tough one to answer. Um, <laughs> internet, no one really. Um, I've been writing about video games for the better part of twelve years. Uh, my name is Damian mm-hmm. Wilkins. Uh, I'm thinking year fourteen is really going to be the year it really pans out for me. <laughs> I, I really that. like. I really like that you did. I guess at the number of years you had, finally said your name, and then went back to change the number of video game years. <laughs> Eh, well, you know, like it, it's in the order of relevance, really. They're all right. equally irrelevant, but it's. Um, yeah, I, I, I pretty much do nothing now, but it's, it's a lot of things on the internet. No one's seen, heard, or, uh, read basically, but, uh, got me here. So look, I'm, you know, coming up in the world. It happens. I understand. General internet sad boy. That's what, that's my actual official title. Uh, Me too. Yeah. One of many. Uh, but, (laughs) uh, today we're going to be talking about... A album that I enjoy, um, which apparently I closed. I had opened. Anyway, we're going to talk about Alexis on Fires. Watch out! I had actually opened some tabs to like for their Wikipedia page and everything, uh, and I also looked up earlier to see if I was if it was Alexis on Fire, which I had always heard, or if it was Alex's on Fire. Uh, uh, that, but it's that Alexis did not on occur fire. to me until this morning, and I was for sure I was going to get on the show, and you guys were going to be like, "It's Alex on Fire." How did you not fucking know that? <laughs> <laughs> I was worried yeah, you were going to bully me. <laughs> somebody had somebody had said to me years ago, "Alex is on fire," and I was just like, "I don't think that's right." And then I just looked it up, and on the Wikipedia page, it does say Alexis on fire. You you yeah, will be unsurprised yeah. to hear that I have seen many spirited debate about this exact thing. <laughs> <laughs> have they deliberately never gone on the record for it? Or uh, it, it, they they have. It's Alexis on fire. But as a member of many failed bands, really, the name and how you say it is the most important thing. <laughs> you know what? That's true. <laughs> so uh, you know, I, I played I played Papa Murphy's a few times. Not, not going to brag, but uh, you know, it's. Uh, <laughs> And the name was the best part of our band, so it's it's, it's understandable. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Brock, have you ever heard? Brock is usually the one who hasn't heard an album, so I, I feel I feel like I should ask you first. Brock, have you ever heard this album before? I have. This was this was a fun revisit because I associate it with one particular dude from high school that listened to this band and fucking nothing else. Like just wore like an uh, really like just an Alexis on fire shirt like every day, uh, yeah, uh, 
Yeah, I, I, I think I kind of disliked the band because I disliked him for obvious reasons. Yeah. Uh, who likes yeah, one that band sounds, and that no sounds other right. sounds? Not even other music, just other sounds. Like, no, is that the sound of a pop bottle opening? It's not as good as Alexis on fire. Like, fuck off, man. You don't have to insert yourself into every conversation. Uh, yeah, I I think that I'd spent more time with their first album, uh, the, the self-titled debut. Uh, this one, mm-hmm. uh, I really like that it hits this... Um, uh, split between just how much uh, singy stuff I like and uh, and just how much screamy stuff I like, but also it does that thing that I I just adore, especially when I get to rediscover an album that uh, just two singers doing different songs over the top of each other. I really love just like a guy <laughs> shouting about something completely different, like there and and their screamy guy is so. Um, uh, it's so distorted or and it's not even it's not a distortion they've placed on him so much as just how he how he shouts that like I have no fucking clue what most of those words are. So I was I was reading along on the genius page and I was like, <laughs> boy, I missed this. But you know what? If he ever wanted to just like shout his grocery list behind these songs, no one would notice. No one can tell where the consonants go in this. It's just a lot of loud vowels. And, and I really enjoy it. <laughs> Just a lot, of, just a lot of loud vowels is a is what post hardcore could really be described as. Well, right. That's, I mean, that's music in a nutshell. Really, it's you know, it's faith no more reading off fortune cookies. You know, it's, <laughs> it, it, you know, as long as it sounds all right, it's fine. Um, I don't, I don't know about sounding all right if we're talking about faith no more. But anyway. oh, okay. Well, I didn't know, I, I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know we weren't among friends here. I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'll grab my things. I can. I can go. It's fine. I've only ever heard one Faith No More song, and I hate it. So I never uh, went to discover the rest of their music. I, I would be a hypocrite um, if I said that was an incorrect way to make a judgment on a band. So you know, hey. <laughs> it's the uh, well. I used to work at a. Uh, I used to work at a radio station. I was an intern for a radio station. How, and, how long were you there? Uh, the I, only... I always want to ask when you bring this up. What'd you say? I always want to ask how long you were there. It was like a year, uh, and I would like trickle in. I could I could like show up to the studio whenever I wanted to after that. Um, but uh, the only Faith No More song that they played was Epic, and I hate that song so much. And it played a few times a week, mm. and uh, then it was also in rock, the first rock band, and I still didn't like it. Uh, so I just never. I never went to discover anything else that band did. In fairness, they can kind of considered a one-hit wonder off of that one song, and it's probably also one uh-huh. of their worst. So it's, I mean, it's understandable. I, I mean, my favorite song <laughs> I, that they've ever done is their cover of Easy Like Sunday Morning. So it's just... <laughs> I I do know that uh, Mike Patton was the voice of the darkness in the game The Darkness. Jackie! <laughs> <laughs> Jackie, I, I think I've brought it up on the show before, but I, I absolutely love the Jackie Onassis movie, Jackie. But every time they say the mo- the word Jackie, I was sitting next to my wife in a very somber theater, going Jackie. She's like, "What is wrong with you?" I'm like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This is a joke for later." It's, it's a Mike I'll, Patton here. joke that I'm doing over some of the saddest parts of our nation's history. It's it's fine. It's sit, fine. <laughs> sit down. Let me explain the Xbox 360 from 2006 to 2008. <laughs> uh, so this album, uh, I had, like, Brock, I had to revisit this album because I haven't listened to it in quite some time. Mm. 
Um, but I was also, I l- always liked this album, but listening to it again, I think I like it more now. Um, because I haven't, like, it's been so long since I've heard music like this, like this sort of post-hardcore, like this went away. And so hearing it now, I'm just like, oh, this was actually like way better than I thought it was. I mean, I really like Dallas Green. I like those first two uh, CD and Color albums. Or like the second one is one of my favorite albums of all time. Um, but like, I, I don't know if I just never gave this a proper chance or what. But yeah, it, I it, it feels like it's really it's in a very this. similar place for me where like this this album was always there, uh, and I could have spent right. more time with it, and I never just had a reason to and so it fell into the background of so many other things yeah damien yeah tell me tell me about this uh, as, um, as you were the one that picks it yeah yeah you, uh, you get to you get to lead the discussion well well part well part of the reason i picked it was uh i, I think the exact i think the exact thing you told me was pick something less offspring so i was like oh gladly um <laughs> uh, look I've, I've been doing the show for almost a year now with terrence and i do know when i'm gonna say hey uh, our guest wants to do this and that he's gonna be like i'm sick that morning <laughs> <laughs> well I, i'm a veteran of many podcasts of my own and i have already reviewed every offspring album so i am completely okay with no more offspring um <laughs> we can just talk about crazy taxi then <laughs> That's that. You know what? Actually, I, I might actually have more confidence in doing so. Um, yeah, because I'm I'm very much a Fairweather kind of emo fan, and uh, Lexus mm-hmm. on Fire kind of dabbles in a lot of different genres, which I think was, was the big appeal to me. Um, my journey was rock with rock was very uncool, in and uh, that I was like the one white kid who, while everyone else said Basket Case by Green Day was like their favorite song at the time, and I was trying to hype up All for One and Boys to Men. <laughs> <laughs> and, and thankfully, because a lot of people didn't know what the, who those bands are, I could kind of drift by with people thinking that it was just some like undercover indie that I was talking about. But but eventually, I was exposed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I eventually did get into rock and obviously into bands and, and such. But I always, because of that background, I've always had kind of like more bias towards the melodic, and would kind of have almost a, like a dismissive attitude towards any screamo at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so Alexis on Fire was a very good kind of uh, starter course for that, where it's like, okay, hey, hey, come in, no, it's it's cool, we have a singer, it, it, an actual one, <laughs> uh, for real though. <laughs> you can understand some yeah, of yeah, this. Yeah, there, there's there's words, there's a lot. <laughs> Some of them you even you can actually even make out. It's cool, um, and, and kind of those quiet, loud dynamics and, and and how they kind of all put that together really kind of I don't want to say it was my entry point because I never really dived too much further past that. But mm-hmm. um, Alexis on Fire was always just one of those bands where it was like I can just put an album on and not have to worry about skipping tracks or whatever. Um, sometimes they're detriment because a lot of their songs kind of do run together, especially on this album. Um, but it's typically all good stuff. Um, you know, right. You know, uh, I, I've since heard a lot of other post hardcore or emo bands, uh, just because of a proximity to the nine thirty club, there's kind of no choice. Um, but it, it just kind of immediately leaves my brain. It, you know, it's, I'm, I'm very much one of those music listeners where it's like, yeah, it's got to be, you can kind of, you can kind of tap your toes to it and not really completely right. forget what I heard a second afterwards. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely more familiar with crisis, which came after this. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was kind of the start of people already. And it's only their second album of people already talking about, you know, they're selling out because they actually have song, songs with, you know, lyrics and a singer. <laughs> um, but 
Because my only memory of their first album really was like, God, this band really doesn't like choruses. (laughs) 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 You know, um, and uh, so they're kind of reaching a good middle ground here, I think, and and definitely evolving, uh, especially God, especially from that first album where Dallas actually exists here. Um, <laughs> Wait, I, what's I, I feel like I I half remember the horses thing. What are we talking about? The horses? Did you say that in their first album they didn't like horses? Um, they might not like horses, but I was also talking about choruses. <laughs> God, I was like, did they have an anti-horse song? What is he bringing up? <laughs> no, but there now needs to be a band whose entire identity is their how much they dislike horses because I really feel like that's an underrepresented demographic. It, it's a it's a it's a band of horses covered band called a band of not horses. <laughs> <laughs> a, a horse with no band. Ah. Uh, then there's also horse the band. Yeah. Um. So there's a joke. There's a joke somewhere. <laughs> That y'all can find this is, on your this own. This is one of our like, earliest recording sessions. I, I feel like there's a few things that we're going to point out uh, that uh, just, there's material there. You get to go find it now. It's like a make, You can, we're going to give you, it's it's uh, it's blue apron of jokes. We're just going to give you the pieces and you can assemble it on your own time. Uh, it's, I, I, it's just that family guy ball pit and then you get to blow <laughs> Uh, I, I really do like to describe my Twitter brand as there's a joke somewhere. <laughs> it ha- Look, I have all the pieces here. I'm not, I don't know if I can put it together myself, but you can assemble. Look, you you, you people are competent. You can you can do it. It's I believe in you. <laughs> We're all here together. Yeah. It's not going to hurt if. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this album. Uh, it reminded, like, like I said, I listened to this album when it first came out. Like, I saw them play at Warped Tour twice, um, and I never put it together. They kind of, I don't know if this will make sense to either one of you two, but it, it's they sound like a mix between from Autumn to Ashes and Funeral for a Friend. Like, it kind of hits. Like, I feel like Funeral for a Friend wasn't screamy enough, and they they sang a lot, but they had like the post hardcore, and from Autumn to Ashes is very screamy, and I feel like. Alexis on Fire hits that melodic middle that the two bands sort of were, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. If anybody listening, anybody listening to this can make sense of what I'm saying. I, I appreciate that the Wikipedia page for the album. Uh, it starts with uh, the tracks on this album cover a variety of subjects, which is already just funny because it has that very Wikipedia tone of like we're trying to sound <laughs> like a librarian. <laughs> But also, this was written by a twelve-year-old kid. So the next sentence is, "Hey, it's your your funeral, Mama." Is about go karting, and White Devil is about cocaine and the band's previous experiences with friends who used the drug. I I love that because wow. I was like, I, it feels like it's a cocaine song, but they are not pro. And uh, as I was reading, I was like, oh, the band's previous experiences. Maybe they burnt out. Like, no, no, they've had experiences having friends who had experiences and that's what they wanted to get out there about getting I was like oh that's you couldn't tell you couldn't tell from the lyrics of the song which uh which go uh Let's see. Let's see. It's a uh, glorified glamorize try to forget your sunken eyes. Your dead fad is a disaster. It says addiction is in. I guess addiction is in. Yeah. Like I don't I couldn't tell from those lyrics. They couldn't be talking about someone using cocaine. <laughs> Although to be fair, yeah. we did uh, I I'm usually pretty good at knowing what songs are about drugs and we did do 
the uh, White Pony episode where uh, Christos had to let me know that the uh, the word White Pony is a street reference to Coke. And uh, boy, I'm still upset about that one. <laughs> it's one of my favorite albums. I, think... I never put that together. <laughs> Speaking of albums about think... horses. <laughs> God, it, just, it all comes it. back to horses. I can't believe I set you up for that. Oh my God, I'm yeah. so upset. <laughs> all, of, all of hardcore and post-hardcore is about horses. They should call it post-horse. <laughs> You know what? Course, it's in there. Course, welcome course. to welcome to Terrence Aprons. <laughs> hard hard horse core horse horror door. Horse core does sound um, incredible. I would I would totally horse. have a horse core band. <laughs> uh, horse core sounds like if those those girls you knew in middle school who were way into horses started a band and what that would sound like. Well, they get to play stage. Coach. I don't know. I, I feel like we're only like a, maybe three YouTube page results away from a, an actual band. It's just horses. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Hate Beak exists with a parrot lead singer. So is that band like still together? I, I have like, are they still, I have no idea. <laughs> I know, I know birds live for like a thousand years. So yeah, but those songwriting chops, I mean, it's just capturing <laughs> lightning in a bottle and you just kind of, <laughs> Do, do birds have a, a longer uh, lifespan prediction than than singers in bands? But probably they would have to. The, the, this is something I want to see a chart on. <laughs> kinds of how old are birds? Kinds of birds. How long does a band like stay together? Of singer, like oh, if you were in grunge, it is way down there. But if like you're in the Christian rock, it's slightly higher. <laughs> if you're in a Christian rock, you just rebrand the band. That's what happens. Like I literally, I, 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 my mom was listening to some contemporary Christian station, uh, and I saw a band that I had saw some Christian, like I'm gonna put, I'm going to put like a thousand quotation marks around this hardcore band called Cutlass and they just play every like, uh, like Christian contemporary band. Like that's all they sound like now. Um, but yeah, my wife just texted to say she can hear me from upstairs talking about birds. <laughs> it's, it's always nice that she can hear like a third of this conversation and whatever I'm saying is always terrible. <laughs> like horse, bird. And she's like, I thought they were recording a podcast about music. Yeah. A, 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 a zoo musical. A zoo-sical. <laughs> the zoo-sical. The coolest kids go to the zoo. <laughs> I, I assure you they do not. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, so this album, right? I really like this album. Uh, it's it, it was one of, like Brock's when Brock said that he knew a guy that this was like his favorite album and this was the only thing he listened to. That's really weird to me because this was never one of those bands that like that I knew a lot of people who liked, mm -hmm. like or not not that they didn't like them. It was not somebody's favorite, right? And to hear that somebody like and uh, they were always good, but it was I don't know. They have for, for me, this was some real prime. You're not my real dad music. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> until until you discover that it's really just a bunch of Canadians complaining about waiting in line at the hospital, <laughs> uh, which makes it lose the fact a little bit, you know. But uh, not too. I mean, not too much. But just you know that yeah. between that and the go karting. Um, and and now being unsure of where they stand on horses, um, 
but it with me the the thing was always kind of kind of to that point of them not really being like a favorite band they were always a good like side piece to other stuff you're listening mm. to I, I couldn't imagine mm-hmm. it being just relentless and I, and I kind of that's kind of my opinion of the whole genre really in general it could be the primary thing I listen to um, mm-hmm. but when you want to listen to this stuff it's good stuff the whole way through accidents in, in general is is perfect example of that because I've easily listened to that more than anything else on this album because uh, first of all it's the most accessible um, mm-hmm. and it's, it's kind of, it's a real earworm really. Um, but the rest of the album doesn't really lend itself as well to that. Um, which is fine. Uh, it, you know, there's a bunch of people screaming, sell out, sell out and all that stuff uh, already at this point, but <laughs> it's, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to admit I'm, I'm okay, you know, with, uh, very, uh, meat potatoes kind of songwriting sometimes. And, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it's, it's definitely that kind of conflict and, and kind of, I guess, well, I think they actually just reunited, but I think this band has broken up like three times. Um, yeah, I was looking at their Wikipedia page when I like when I typed in Alexis on Fire into Google and it was like, Alexis on Fire is a fire. I was like, they're still. Together. Yeah, like I didn't because I was like, I was like, Dallas Green got real, real popular. So I was very confused, but apparently they're making music again so yeah and, and the heart of like what made their band work so well i believe and, and it's definitely again clear on this album is kind of that dynamic but it's almost less a dynamic and more just a conflict of you know there's this screamo band in here but there's also uh-huh. this dude with an acoustic guitar that really just wants to sing some folk songs <laughs> <laughs> and like they already got the studio so they might as well write together <laughs> and it, it i mean it works beautifully when it works, uh, but it right. was also kind of obvious that they wanted to go in so many different directions uh, that right. it was not going to be a right. band that was particularly long for this world, I think. I, I do sort of like some of that. I, I was really uh, taken aback by how some of the guitar stuff sounds. It has a very, like, um, Smashing Pumpkins production level to it. Like, there's just these mm-hmm. these walls of, of like, giant, like, especially, like, the, the octave chord sort of things that are underneath stuff. And then on top, there's the two other guitarists doing the the weird like finicky lead sort of things, and I was like, "This is a, this is really good." And it also like gets into some of that stuff that was like, "Oh, there's just the the two guitarists, and it sounds like there's three or four that you need to pull some of this off, but it's just this wall of sound that I really like." <laughs> it's a good, it's a good time, good album. The uh, the producer's uh, name is uh, Julius Juice Buddy, B U T T Y. But butty butty <laughs> butty <laughs> um it sounds very canadian actually <laughs> yeah like i i never paid attention to the lyrics of this uh of this album uh but knowing that hey mama it's your funeral like was like that was a song that i heard the most of like when it was on compilations or whatever mm. um knowing that it's about knowing they're writing songs about uh about go-karting and with like this sort of music that they're playing i'm just like that's <laughs> yeah okay like like a lot of I, I feel like they're they're not taking themselves so seriously which i feel like a lot of uh a lot of bands out of this era did it was just like we're all about the music man and they're like oh we got a song about go-karting it's it's fun it's fine <laughs> yeah it's it's like, uh <laughs> Again, with the dynamic, it's kind of there's these moments of sincerity, kind of enveloped in with all the other stuff, and, and right. uh, 
the, all the other stuff being the rest of the band, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is fine. Uh, like I get fighted. I, I, I didn't pay too much attention to lyrics until honestly listening for this. Um, yeah. But I, I think get fighted also kind of goes along that lines of taking things a little too seriously. And um, when you're writing music that is kind of, I don't want to say danceable, but I guess that's kind of the word I'm looking for. Uh, Mo- moshable, yeah, moshable. Uh, it, it's it's like toe tapping, but also you can punch a guy. Um, <laughs> mosh- moshable is my uh, is my hardcore mashable. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? When a when a when a journalism site has an offshoot, Brock. What's the word? Vertical. Yeah, there we go. Moshable is my mashable vertical. <laughs> wow, that was that was a, that was that was a bad a complicated sentence. Thing. <laughs> That was a bad sentence I said, and I apologize for nothing. Moshbull.dance is my new domain. I'm going to just register. <laughs> uh, Dance yeah. domain. So you were saying before I, before I interrupted with my terrible, terrible no, no, it's, joke. It's, it's quite all right. I, I didn't have a greater point beyond that, really. It's just that, uh, yeah, it's um, it's real good stuff all around. It's, it is a little front-loaded, I think, uh, but mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. also kind of every album ever <laughs> really um yeah it's on my old music podcast which i'm not even going to advertise because it's long dead uh we used to talk about track seven syndrome and and how mm-hmm. every album is kind of like contractually obligated to fall off a cliff at track seven mm-hmm. um uh me and brock actually talked about how like when it gets to like track six is always the slow song right. I, uh, I, and then I, after I track- breathing over here because I was like, but ours is track six syndrome. We got so close <laughs> to each other, but we have very different <laughs> views on the universe. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that episode of Futurama where they go to a different universe and everyone's hair color is different. Um, <laughs> it's just three Spider-Mans pointing at each other. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> but like track <laughs> track six is a is a slow song, and then track seven is a song that explodes out of nowhere. Right. And then after that, it's just whatever happens after that. Yeah, and then somewhere in around track ten is like the bassist insisted. <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> This album, like, I didn't mind that it was eleven tracks, but a lot of it kind of bleeds into each other. Where, like, it's all it's all good to hear, but it's it just kind of bleeds into each other. Where it doesn't, like, each song doesn't feel like its own separate song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after no uh, transitory, it might as well all just be one song. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm like looking at the track listing. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I try I try to, I try to be very prepared and take notes as a podcasting veteran, and like there, I have nothing to say about like the last half, really. Right. Um, you know, I'm just like, ah, there's bass. That's nice. It's good because I can hear. It's good to be able to hear one of those once in a while. Um, right. But, uh, like it just it sounds good. Right. Like it's a good sounding album. Like they obviously put work into this, <laughs> but a lot of it I, is just. I like that. That's the best thing we can say is like you know they tried. A, they really put some effort in here. <laughs> it's a it's a B plus album. All right. I you know what I'm gonna do with this album, buddy? I'm gonna put it on the the refrigerator door. That's how proud we are of you. <laughs> like when I when I listen to Dallas Green's like so when I listen to City in Color. Like, there's a lot of meat there. Like, especially, I haven't listened to anything really beyond uh, whatever that third album was. Um, but I really like Bring Me Your Love. And when I listen to that album, I'm just like, there's there's a meal in this album. But when I listen to this album, I'm just like, hey, thanks. Thanks, guys. Nachos. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> Nachos can be a meal some days if you're hungry enough. 
but right. anything can be a meal if you're hungry enough. Uh, it's, 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 it's junk. It's very much junk food music, uh, at a certain point, yeah. it's, which I'm totally okay with, uh, you know, right. the, the time I have to really listen to music on a very deep psychological level is limited. Uh, and, and sometimes right. you're in traffic and you want to just be really angry about hospital wait times. And that is what this is for. Or horses. <laughs> or, 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 horses. or, or you want to just imagine a wrestling entrance, you know, it's, <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is, I feel like this is the kind of music that you could put on, a, put on at a party that's not too aggressive, but it's just aggressive enough for like a, like a high school party or something. Mm. I, 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 I get that too. Cause I, there is something about the production of this album that I think it's just because everything is so, um, like compressed. It feels very quiet because like, even though there's this wall of guitars, uh, everything is is the same volume from start to finish on the album, so it mm-hmm. does just feel mm-hmm. like something that you would put on in the background because you'll never have to change the volume, and there's no real dip there. It's just that that same level of sound, <laughs> and there's not there's not a lot of like weird change ups in in rhythm or time signature or things like that. It's just it's there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, I think what you said. Everything's the same volume. Kind of lends it to being where everything sounds sort of similar after, uh, after track seven, track six, whatever. Um, but yeah, I have nothing else to say about this album. I I saw like, I saw them in concert at Warped Tour. And once again, they were just like, they were good. Like, this is just, it's good music, but it's not like something where you're just like, man, (laughs) Hey, listen to this. (laughs) It's, I, I feel like I need to compliment them more in some way because I kind of feel bad. Just, we're right. just going, eh. But I will say Crisis is an absolutely great album uh, that I really, yeah. really enjoy. Um, and, and actually has like a lot of standout songs that you actually remember. Um, this Could Be Anywhere in the World is fantastic. It's objectively just great mm-hmm. no matter what your kind of uh, music preferences are. Um, yeah. But this, yeah, it's, I mean, it was they were offered a studio, I think, for this. And they decided, no, we're just going to stay with our basement thing. That's working out for us. Uh, and so that could kind of, I guess, uh, speak to a lot of, well, I don't know if it's a problem mixing or whatnot, but um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, this is definitely still an indie band trying to find itself. And mm-hmm. uh, I think they finally did with the next album. So, yeah. Yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to listen to that album again uh, just to uh, get a feel for it. Cause I, I haven't listened to crisis in God knows how long, probably 2006 when it came mm. out. Um, yeah. Brock, would you, would you recommend this album to people? Yeah, it's fine. Damien, uh, would you recommend, would you recommend this album? Yeah. I, I, I don't see why not. If, if, if somebody wanted to kind of, uh, again, was in that kind of same situation as me and you kind of wanted to introduce them to the genre, I think this mm-hmm. is a pretty good starting point. It's, it's, it's pretty gentle. It, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it's not too abrasive at any point. And, and again, there's definitely a lot to, uh, a lot to like about it. So, uh, I would say yes. And you could, like, this is the kind of, um, I feel like you, you could put some of these songs on a mixtape, like, uh, of other, of other sort of uh, postcard, post postcard, post hardcore bands <laughs> of this era, like and you could like if you were trying to like you said trying to introduce somebody to this sort of uh, 
sort of sound and you don't want to just like throw them in the deep end mm. uh this is something you could you could should you could gently guide their hips into post hardcore right you say guide their music hips? as a dance <laughs> oh. yeah like dancing okay like you're you're the the uh dance instructor for shut up rhythm is a dancer um, and it is going yeah. to get you so exactly <laughs> and that's Alexis <laughs> Damien work <laughs> <laughs> Damien, where can we find you online? Uh, on Twitter, at Damien Wilkins. Uh, there's a basketball player with the same name as me, so it is Wilkins with an E. It's terrible for SEO. Um, <laughs> I also write for my own website, whatiplay.com, because everyone else's contributions, or my contributions to everyone else, rather, are probably in their spam email. Um, <laughs> so that's primarily where I am now. So, yeah. I understand that. Uh, Brock, where, what are you, who are you online? feel like there should also be a basketball player with my name but i was that basketball player so i don't know maybe that's bad for seo i wonder i know probably looking you up online will probably just lead to you but i wonder if there's a there was there was one other for a while and i believe he changed his last name because of me uh he was a canadian drummer in a christian rock band i know this because of my space (laughs) era and uh, then he was in a terrible jeep accident where his jeep exploded and after that, oh. I think he changed his last name to Samson. Like the, like the, uh, the like the Venture the, Brothers character. The Venture Brothers. <laughs> he's he's good at he's good at SEO. Yeah, is, he's. Uh, I, you know what? Yeah, he he buried himself under that. Anyway, yes, you can find me at Brock Wilbur on Twitter and all all other places. Yeah, I looked I looked you up, uh, and it is definitely just you. And uh, the first picture that Google Images shows is you putting up your dukes. Yep, I I, I love it when people go go for that. And you could tell this is a writing. You could tell this this is an older photo shoot. Why, why so? Uh, I don't know. You could like your hair is longer. Yeah. Like it's like I'm used to I'm used to every picture of you now. I'm used to your hair being up, but like all your older pictures, you have like down longer hair, and it's. Yeah. It's not what I'm used to, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm sorry for flipping the script. You flipped the script. Young Brock had long hair. I'm t- I'm so out of it today for some reason. <laughs> anyway, you can find me on Twitter, at the Black Nerd, um, and that has everything that you could ever want. Not just from me, but just like everything you could ever <laughs> just want. Just in general. Just in general. What if I want to learn about just horses? Just like that. I got you. Right, cool. It's like the, I'm like that. Uh, I'm like the guy in that uh, Vertical Horizon song. Oh my God! What what is going on with you today, bud? <laughs> I'm so, I woke up two hours later than I normally do, and I think it's I'm off. I think I'm just very off today. And also, it's like gray and rainy, so I have no concept of time anymore. Uh, all right, all right, just anyway. to recap, Faith No More, big thumbs down. Vertical Horizon, two thumbs up. Exactly. Right. I love I love the band Vertical Horizon and their hit songs. Uh, that one that I mentioned and the one about Jesus. What did you, what did we say that your vertical was earlier? Oh, Moshable. Moshable. Your vertical horizon. Vertical. <laughs> <laughs> That's. <laughs> oh God, we have to end the show. Uh, Damien, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show to talk about this very fine album that is hanging up on our uh, our, our collective refrigerator right now. Anytime. Uh, 
And, and as always, we are the coolest kids and we take what we can get. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs>